What is up and happy Monday, my fellow wrestling addicts out there. It's me, your host, Nessa, better known as GreatLove91 on Instagram and Twitter. And this is the Squared Circle Addicts Podcast. Now, damn, let me tell you, never in a million years would I have thought that I would be starting off one of my shows with the cult of personality. But there's good reason why we're doing that today, because the huge news coming out of wrestling world this weekend, or the talks, I should say, coming out of the wrestling world this weekend, is that CM Punk has made his return to the ring. At least we think. And people are losing their damn minds about it. So, this past weekend, there was an independent promotion known as MKE Wrestling down in Wisconsin. Um, and it was at the Columbus Hall. Um, they had an event out there. And apparently, during one of the matches... A masked superstar came out, um, and he was wearing a mask, and he had a, a hoodie on, and gloves on, and you couldn't really tell who this person was, but this person hit the GTS on a wrestler in the ring, and then left, and that was it, and people lost their minds, and immediately started saying, it's CM Punk. It's, it's, it's him. He's back. Like, this is crazy. And, um, pretty much there's really no confirmation that it was actually him other than the fact that on his personal Twitter, he liked a few tweets from the promotion MKE. And then some people speculated that it was him because of the body build and the height. And then other people said that, uh, the sweater or the hoodie that the masked wrestler, mask wrestler was wearing, excuse me, um, was the same exact sweater that CM Punk was wearing earlier in the, in the day at a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament. So, I mean, again, there's no real clarification that it was actually him, but the fact that people are thinking that it's him and the fact that uh, essentially this is probably his first time in a wrestling ring in quite some time, people are losing their minds about it. Uh, previously, in an interview, Punk was asked about him returning to professional wrestling, and he said that he had uh, no interest in returning long-term, but he out... He, however, had this to say, if you give me a second to pull up my notes for you guys. Let me, let me get to them. Hold on, give me a second. Um, hold on, let me, let me pull it up. So when he was asked about returning to the ring, he said that he had no interest in returning long term. But he also said, but you never know, I could pop up here and there. Let me explain let me explain that to you even even better. It's not going to be televised. It's going to be me in a fucking ninja outfit wrestling one of my buddies and nobody's ever going to know. It's going to be very Mon Monty Python so to speak. So the fact that he went on record and said that if he ever came back to wrestling nobody would know about it and then the fact that, you know, this Mass wrestler shows up 
and hits a GTS and everyone's losing their damn minds, to me, confirms that it is uh, 100% CM Punk. Um, and man, I, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. Uh, if you guys know me, you know that once upon a time, I was a huge CM Punk mark. I loved everything that he did in the Straight Edge Society, even before that, when he was the ECW champion. And then, you know, uh, he joined the Nexus. And then the whole thing started about, like, his contract being up. And then, of course, the infamous pipe bomb. And quite honestly, he changed the scope of WWE when he was around. To me... Uh, not, not to compare the two, but I, I'm saying this as far as, like, my personal interest in professional wrestling. To me, back when he was doing his thing, he did what Becky Lynch is doing for me now in the sense of making me care about professional wrestling. I'll say that 100%. Uh, in the 2010 to 2011 year of CM Punk, literally made me go, I can't miss a Monday Night Raw because I need to know what he's going to do next. Um, but then, of course, you know, when he had his last match at the Royal Rumble with The Rock and essentially walked out of the company without a goodbye or without saying anything really and then, you know, going on and suing WWE and then going on Coke Cabana's podcast and all of that mess, like, truthfully... It made me lose my respect for him. It made me not a fan. I know some of you might be tilting your head and being like, really? Because, I mean, he was just being open and honest. I don't know. Just just the way that he did it rubbed me the wrong way. And then, of course, you know, he went on to the UFC. To He had two fights, and he came up short on both of those. So a lot of people like to give him crap for that. But for me personally, I got to give him a thumbs up, you know, at least... He gave it a try. At least he went out there and was like, you know what? You never know until you try. I want to do this. I don't want to have any regrets in life. You know, saying coulda, shoulda, woulda. And he went out there and he did it. Um, but, yeah. So, as of right now, I am not the biggest CM Punk fan. Like I said, I used to be. Um, but with that being said, though, like, I can't lie and say that this whole, you know, him coming back to a wrestling ring, even though he was under a mask, isn't exciting. I think anybody who says that they're not excited about it or curious about it is lying. Because, like I said, from 2010 to 2011, he changed the scope of the WWE. And he was that person that everybody was talking about. And I think whether you love him or hate him, you're interested to see, like, is he coming back? Is the straight-edge superstar making a return to the squared circle, if you will? Um, I mean, I, I'm excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm very curious to see if this is just like a, a one-off thing or if, you know, we're going to get more of it. Uh, people are already jumping on the bandwagon and being like, oh, my goodness, he's going to show up at Double or Nothing and, you know, compete at AEW. But, again, this is all just speculation, this is all just wishful thinking at the moment, but I mean, if he is back, welcome back, you know, I remember in an interview he said that WWE um, took away his love for, for professional wrestling, so I mean, if he finds it again, that's awesome, but can I make a request though, can he maybe bring his wife with him too, cause uh, that would be fantastic, and if 
those of you who do not know, his wife is AJ Lee, and she was a great wrestler, and pretty much the way that I feel about CM Punk is the way that I feel about her. Used to love her, not so much anymore, but recently I've gained my respect back for her uh, based on, you know, reading a couple excerpts of her autobiography, Crazy is My Superpower, and seeing interviews and, and things like that, and seeing what she had to go through, like, she's on my good side, Punk still has a bit of a way to work there, again, that's just me and my personal preference, um, but again, like I said, I, I would be lying if I said that I wasn't curious to know what, what is this going to lead to, are we going to see more of this, uh, you know, or like I said, was it just a one-off thing, let me know what you guys think, are you excited about CM Punk possibly returning to wrestling, or do you not care, and are you over him? Because I know a lot of people get frustrated because on Monday Night Raw and on SmackDown, we constantly hear the CM Punk, CM Punk, like the chant all the time. And it's just like, dude, it's been five years. If he doesn't want to come back, just let it go. So I wonder if this one-off appearance is going to make the chants more intense. Or maybe finally they'll die down. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But like I said, if he does come back, uh, I have nothing against it. I think, truthfully, he'll probably always have a passion for professional wrestling. So if he found it again, congrats to him. Um, if not, then um, I guess it is what it is. But uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to the next segment, but before I do that, I am going to play a little tune for you guys to play us in to our next topic. Some bittersweet news coming out of the wrestling world this weekend is that the bizarre one, Goldust, has announced his official departure from the WWE, and that is because he is now signed officially to AEW because this week it was announced that at Double or Nothing, Cody Rhodes will be taking on his brother, Dustin Rhodes, a.k.a. Goldust. Now guys, honestly, I am super excited for this match. Um, I know there has been a mixed reaction on social media. Some people said that they wish uh, Cody's opponent would have been an up-and-coming star to establish the new talent that is going to be in AEW, while others like me are stoked because this is a match that we have been wanting to see 
for quite some time. I remember, I believe it was like in 2000, I want to say 12, maybe 13, uh, there was a tease for it during a Royal Rumble match when Goldust and Cody Rhodes kind of had this standoff and everybody was chanting, this is awesome, clap, 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 you know, that whole bit. Um, I think this is a, a match that, like I said, people have been wanting to see for quite some time. It's brother versus brother, and I think that um, that's why they're doing it at, you know, double or nothing, because this is the uh, second biggest pay-per-view for uh, Cody and company. Of course, the first one was all in, and now with the inception of AEW, of course, double or nothing is its first event under that moniker. Um, and I think this is this is a marquee match right here, in my opinion. I think this is a match that um, is going to be one for the ages. I've always thought that Cody Rhodes is one of the best in-ring performers today. Um, I still stand by that. I haven't watched a lot of his work in a long time because, like I said, you guys know me. I am a WWE girl at heart, but um, that's not to say that I don't know what he's capable of. Yeah, of course, I've said this before, but I'll go on record and say it again, is that I think Cody Rhodes had one of the best intercontinental title reigns in modern-day history, in my opinion. I think he was the one that added uh, prestige back to the title, of course, when he brought back the classic intercontinental championship, which to, the, to this day, they're still using it. Um, but I, I loved Cody Rhodes. I liked him when he was dashing Cody Rhodes. I loved him when he was wearing his face mask because he got his nose hurt. You know, I loved everything. I loved when he, I even loved when he was Stardust. Like, I know some people thought that was ridiculous, but I was like, okay, fine. It's a little bit silly, but this is what we're doing. It's fine. I still love him. I still think he's an incredible wrestler. That sentiment stays the same, and the same can be said for Goldust. I watched Goldust growing up. Um, I always thought he was extremely unique, to say the least. You know, his character was the bizarre one, you know, he was pretty much a, a cross-dresser for the majority of his career, and a lot of people, he turned a lot of heads, and he made a lot of people talk uh, with just his character alone. His face paint added a whole new, you know, depth to to his character, and in a way, kind of made him mysterious. You know, there was a couple times where he did silly things, like when he got electrocuted, and then he would talk with, like, a weird stutter yelling type thing that he had going on and uh, they kept that for for quite some time and you know he stayed with the WWE and he's been loyal to the WWE and for the most part in recent years he's kind of been the guy that like puts people over as far as like young talent goes um, but Dustin he's an incredible wrestler and if anybody says otherwise I don't know what you're watching. I mean, the whole Rhodes family is incredible. Goldust is incredible. Cody's incredible. Dusty Rhodes, you know, the late, great Dusty Rhodes was incredible. Like, that family is just bred for wrestling. It's in their blood. It's in their DNA. And um, I, I respect Goldust tremendously. I'm going to miss him a lot. Uh, it's going to suck to not be able to hear Shattered Dreams ever again. Um, because I would assume that that song is owned by WWE, so when he goes to AEW, I'm pretty sure he's going to have a different theme song. But either way, man, I'm stoked for him. I'm stoked for his brother. I'm stoked for this match. Like I said, I think 
is going to be an instant classic. And this is enough for me to be like, okay, then I guess I'm watching Double or Nothing. Like, even if I don't watch the full card, I'm definitely going to be watching this match. Because, like I said, as, as a, someone that's true and blue to WWE, when they teased this match way back when, five or four years ago, you know, I was like, hell yeah, I want to see that. And then we never really saw it. It never really came to fruition um, because, obviously, Cody left the company. But now that this is going to be a thing, then, yeah, I, I will be watching uh, Double or Nothing come May 25th for sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy for Goldust, and I wish him well in all his future endeavors. I know that's kind of a cheesy thing to say because that's what WWE says when they release people. But truthfully, I hope um, everything works out for him. Real quickly, before we move on to our next segment, I'm going to read his farewell statement that he, uh, that, he, that he put out to the fans. So if you guys bear with me while I run through my notes, I'm going to do that really quickly. Um, hold on, let me see if it's going to let me, if it's going to let me, if it's going to let me do this. No, is it not going to let me do this? Um, let's see. Okay. Sorry, guys. Having technical difficulties. Still new to all this podcasting thing. So, again, thank you guys for bearing with me. So, let's go to here. Alright, I found it. So, his final statement to us as fans. He says, Hello, WWE Universe. To begin, I want to say thank you Thank you so much. I appreciate you allowing me to entertain you all these long years and winding all these long and winding years. Being the son of the legendary, hold on, my light is totally pooping out on me here. Being the son of the legendary dream has been and will always be an immense honor and blessing to me. And I have always done my best to fill his shoes while transitioning into my own. I have had so many ups and downs in our great business, and I've learned from every time that I have fallen down and every mistake I have made. My life has been an open book for the fans and friends all over the all over the wide world. You've you've immensely. You know, you've hated me, you loved me, you've laughed with me, and you've cried with me. You've immensely enjoyed my antics and entertainment, and I would like to say thank you. I've done, I've done a good job that I, that I've, I hope that I've done a good job and that I've done my father proud. I was born straight into the thick of, of this business. It. It is and always will be my life, and I have loved every moment of the ride. I want to thank you all for the overwhelming support that you have given me. Thank you. With that being said, I have been putting my body through quite a bit these last 30 years, and many opportunities that I have been presented to me have taken a back seat to my to my love of wrestling. I have requested my release from WWE and it has been granted. I am taking this time to explore some of the some of the many opportunities that life has to offer. Life is too short not to focus and ef- to focus 
and put in effort. I would appreciate your continued support as I turn this page in my life and go wherever this journey may lead me next. WWE has given me a family such incredible years and experience, and I have nothing but respect and one for everyone there. The roster is stacked with awesome awesome talent, creative, and a creative brass ring. To the WWE and each and every one of you and the coworkers, I love you and keep doing your thing and find and find you out there. Thank you to very much to every one of you and God bless. And always remember, never forget the name of Goldust. Till next time. So that is Goldust's official statement from from him, from from the man himself to the WWE universe. Um, it would seem that he is going to be stepping away from wrestling for quite some time. Um, but I think before he steps away, he's clearly going to be focusing on the match that he has with Cody. I don't know if uh, his match with Cody is going to be his last one. But nonetheless, he is wrestling his brother May 25th at, in Vegas at Double or Nothing. Um, so that's going to be... A sight to see, especially because, like I said, for some of us, this is a match that we've been wanting to see for quite some time. And if it does happen to be the last match or the bizarre one, it's going to be one for the books. And it's definitely going to be one that um, we're not going to want to miss. And like I said, if this is the last time we are going to see Goldust or Dustin, you know, whichever you would like to call him. Um, he has had a great career, and he has nothing to be shameful about, and I 100% definitely do think that he has made the dream proud. So, uh, keeping on topic with AEW, uh, I'm going to go through the rest of uh, AEW's match card for you guys. Um, and that card is as follows. Again, let me get a second to pull it up here on my notes. The card is as follows. Again, if you guys are interested in, in watching this, it's going to be May 25th in Vegas. Uh, I believe it's already sold out, but I'm pretty sure you could find tickets on like uh, the, the second-rate sites like StubHub or SeatGeek or things like that. Or if you're like me and you're going to watch it at home, I know Dazen is going to do it. D-Z-A-N. It's that fight app thing that new to the business I guess or you could probably find it on a stream or something like that um, but either way if you guys watch AEW I hope you guys enjoy so the rest of the card for Double or Nothing includes a over the budget battle royal and it's the second one and it, that battle royal is going to include MJF Joey Janela Sonny, Sonny Kiss Kip, Kip Sabian Brandon Cutler Ace Romero Ace Romero, Glacier, Brian Pillman Jr., Jr., and Sunny Days. There's also going to be a, uh, I guess, six-way match, three-on-three, three, as SCU, which is Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky versus Sima, C-I-M-A, and two OWE wrestlers to be named later. Of course, there is the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson versus the Lucha Brothers, Pennington Jr. and Phoenix. There is going to be 
uh, Adam Hangman Page versus Pack, aka Adrian Neville, for those of you who do not know. And then, of course, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. And then Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. That is the full. Oh, I, excuse me, I forgot one. Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray in a triple threat match. So that so far is the full card. For AEW Double or Nothing. Again, that takes place May 25th in Vegas. Um, honestly, it looks like a stacked card. I'm actually pretty excited to see how it turns out since I will be watching. Um, keeping into the to the news of AEW, one of their most recent signees is uh, Leva Bates, a.k.a. Blue Pants. If you guys don't remember who Blue Pants is, she managed um, the VOD villains for quite some time and had a feud with Alexa Bliss and NXT. Uh, Leva Bates is usually a cosplayer when it comes to w, uh, to wrestling, excuse me, not just WWE, but wrestling in general. She's dressed up as Ash Ketchum before. She's really great. She is a friend of one of my friends. I heard nothing but great things about her. And um, I enjoyed her time that she had with WWE. Even if it was short-lived, I enjoyed what I saw. So, again, even that is intriguing for me to be like, all right, maybe I, I should give AEW a chance. Maybe I shouldn't be so mean to it. So I'm looking forward to it, Double or Nothing. Let me know what you guys think. Are you excited for Double or Nothing? Are you excited for Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes, brother versus brother? Let me know. Tweet, tweet at me on Twitter, or, you know, direct message me on Instagram, both of them, greatlove91. Talk to me. I love to talk about wrestling. It is my favorite thing. Now, before I get out of here and let you guys go, because Raw's going to start in about two hours, uh, but before I go, I want to discuss news that is coming out of ProWrestlingSheet.com. It is being reported that although last week the Superstar Shakeup took place, wrestlers are already being shuffled around to different shows because according to Pro Wrestling Sheet, Andrade Cien Amas are now Andrade, excuse me, and Selena Vega are both being shifted back to SmackDown, and also being shifted to SmackDown is Aleister Black. Uh, so apparently, the tag team of him and Ricochet have been broken up. And uh, I honestly don't know the real reasoning for this, but the only, the only thing that I could assume and the general consensus that everybody has been saying on Twitter is that apparently Charlotte Flair has some pull backstage because if you do not know, Charlotte Flair is currently dating Andrade and apparently the couple wanted to stay together so they're going to stay together, but... Because of that, I guess WWE wants to also keep married couples together, a.k.a. Zelina Vega and Aleister Black. So now Aleister Black is on SmackDown, and like I said, Andrade and Zelina are back on SmackDown as well. Which leads me to, to say this, what the hell was the entire point of the WWE draft or the WWE Superstar Shakeup? Because honestly, when I look at it, who the hell did Raw get? Like, the Raw only pretty much got Ricochet, um, and then they got the War Raiders, or excuse me, the Viking Experience, and then they got Naomi, and they got the Usos, and 
that's it, at least I think. Like, for me, I was super excited to see what Andrade could have done on Raw. I was excited to see, like, maybe Zelina Vega getting in the ring and maybe feuding with Naomi or feuding with someone else. I don't know. But but now, I guess that's all in vain because that's not going to happen. And another thing that I, I want to say is, why the hell is WWE so concerned about keeping couples on the same brand? I mean, I get it, especially if you're, a, if you're married. I get it. I mean, like, for example, the Viking experience, you know, Raymond Rowe is on Raw, and so is his wife, Sarah Logan, and then you have Naomi that's on Raw, and then, of course, Jimmy, her husband's on Raw. So I get it. Like, married couples, that's fine, but, like... Do you really need to keep dating couples together? And is it really that important? Like, I don't know. It's just kind of frustrating because to me, like, the draft meant nothing. The superstar shakeup meant nothing because it's like, oh, wow, everything is essentially how it used to be, especially on Raw. Like, I feel like Raw definitely came out on the losing end with this superstar shakeup, and I don't know. It just doesn't make sense, and maybe... Maybe it's because I'm a little bit bitter. I'm still bitter because they split up my Riot Squad. And the first thing that I said on Twitter when I found out about Andrade and Zelina going back to SmackDown, I was like, great, can we get Liv back on Raw then so the Riot Squad could be back together? Or can we shift Sarah and Ruby to SmackDown if we have to? And then if you want to keep husband and wife together, then keep the War Raiders on SmackDown as well. You know, like... I don't know. I've said this before in in last week's podcast that I am very upset about the Riot Squad split. I don't see a reason for it, especially because WWE really never capitalized on the fact that they were a trio and the fact that they could have been dominating. I mean, they did it when they first debuted on SmackDown. You know, they ran roughshod to the division, and it was great. But then it died, and then they just became jobbers like I hate using that word but that's what they did because they made them lose to Ronda in seconds they made them lose to Becky like every single time that they wrestled it seemed like they were losing and it pissed me off and like what do you mean like I don't know all this like switching around like I said it's been in vain so it's like why can't they just keep the riot squad together then because for me like I hate when they split up teams especially when there's like no good reason for it or no storytelling like as much as it would have broke my heart and I said this on uh, last week's podcast I would have much rather have seen like a riot squad betrayal like you know Ruby turning on Sarah and Liv or Sarah turning on Ruby and Liv or Liv turning on Ruby and Sarah like you know I would have preferred that as opposed to oh now we're on two different brands and it's over you know and to complain a little bit more because I'm going to yesterday was the special on WWE Network uh it was the Shield's last ride or the Shield's final chapter it was it was called something like that on WWE Network highlighting the the Shield's last match because obviously now Rollins is on Raw Reigns is on SmackDown, and Dean Ambrose is leaving the WWE, so The Shield is no more, and obviously The Shield uh, was one of the greatest factions in recent memory, but also during that WWE Network special, the Riot Squad had their very last match together, as Sarah Logan and Ruby Riot took on the team of Ember Moon and Bayley, and uh, Liv Morgan accompanied them to ringside, 
And I haven't watched this match personally. I haven't even watched the special personally yet because I am I am in denial. I don't want the Riot Squad to be over, so I'm just like, I don't want to watch their last match yet. And furthermore, I haven't watched it because I'm upset because uh, I was spoiled on Twitter that they lost the match. First of all, Liv Morgan was ejected from ringside because she was trying to help Ruby Riot, and they kicked her out. And then not only that, but they had the Riot Squad lose. Now listen, again, if you know me, I absolutely love Bailey. She's my favorite wrestler of all time. But damn it, WWE, why couldn't you have given the Riot Squad a win on their last night together? I mean, really, would have would that have hurt Amber Moon or Bailey like at all? No, it wouldn't have. And excuse my language, but I'm fucking pissed that they did that to the Riot Squad. I'm pissed that they separated them without reasoning. Like nobody betrayed anybody. It it just happened, and then they didn't even announce it on TV. I had to freaking read about it on Twitter. Yes, I vented about it last episode, and I'm still venting about it because, honestly, I'm hurt. And I think that they deserve better, and I want to be optimistic, and I'm trying to be. So I really hope that tonight on Raw, maybe they introduce Sarah with the Viking experience. Maybe Sarah and Ruby team together. Maybe Ruby is put in a title picture. I mean, I know that probably won't happen anytime soon because Becky Lynch is feuding with the lady Lacey Evans currently. But I just hope that this split does them good because apparently as a trio, they didn't get much done. I love them dearly, but the WWE didn't seem to know what to do with them. I mean, I've heard rumors that uh, Vince McMahon is very high on Liv Morgan and uh, likes her uniqueness and her like spunky style and thinks it can work better as a solo act. So apparently her moving to SmackDown is supposed to be getting her a big push. I'm all for that. Let's do that. Let's make SmackDown Live, SmackDown Live. I would love to see her feud with someone like Charlotte because I think that'll help her hone her skill even more and it'll give her more experience. And I think, uh, I don't know, I just think Liv could be a, like an amazing baby face. And then as far as Ruby... I mean, you could leave her hill, but I would love to see her turn face as well um, because she is an amazing face. We saw that in her NXT run. She was actually quite popular in NXT, so maybe it'd be nice to turn her face. And then as far as Sarah, um, I would probably say keep her hill just because uh, based on last week's Monday Night Raw, it would appear that the Viking experience is hill, especially because they tag team with the Revival, and I would just love Sarah to be a part of the Viking experience in the sense of, like, she's she's the woman that beats everyone up, whether you're a dude or a chick, um, and I think it would be awesome if she just starts headbutting everybody, like, viciously, like, give me that, do something with Sarah, Liv, and Ruby, please, like, make this split mean something, don't do it in vain, because if they do it in vain, I promise you guys, you will hear me complain about it forever. I won't shut up. I'm wearing my Riot Squad shirt today. I'm still pissed off. I can't believe the WWE made them lose on their last match together. Like, it makes no sense. And then I'm also mad because this just means that I'm going to have to buy more merch. 
if all three of them end up giving, getting separate merch, you know, t-shirts, as opposed to just buying one Riot Squad shirt. I might have to buy all three now, because the thing is, I, I love all three of them. I love Liv, I love Sarah, I love Ruby. Uh, I just I just want nothing but good for them, because I know that they have potential. I've seen Ruby on the independent circuit working as Haiti Lovelace. I've seen Sarah on the independents working as cr Crazy Mary Dobson, and I saw how much Liv has improved since her time on NXT. Like, do something with them. Please do not waste them. Because, like I said, I won't stop complaining. Right now, it's it's very weird for me because I feel like I am in a love-hate relationship with WWE because I love what they're doing with Becky Two Belts. I love that, you know, Bayley's on SmackDown and is seeming to get a fresh start. Like, I'm all for it. I love what they're doing with Shayna Baszler down on NXT. Like, there's so much good in WWE right now, but this one Riot Squad thing, guys, I'm hung up on it. Like, I'm sorry. Should I get over it? Tell me to get over it, guys. Let me know. Like, how do you feel? And speaking of uh, the Riot Squad, um, I'm thinking about doing a show on Friday dedicated to them because I'm talking about them now, and I talked about them a little bit on last week's episode, but I didn't really get to go in depth about what they meant to me, you know, what my favorite moments were, things like that. So I'm thinking of doing a special for them on Friday. And uh, this is where I leave it open to you guys. If you guys want to be involved with this episode, if you're out there and if you love the Squad Squad, if you stand the Squad Squad the way I stand the Squad Squad, please get a hold of me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Again, at GreatLove91. Direct message me, man. Slide into those DMs. Send me an audio file or ask me for my email. That way you can send the audio file to my email. Tell me what you love about the Riot Squad. Tell me what your favorite moments are. Tell me a message for them. I don't know. Do something and send it to me and I will put it here on the show. Again, I'm planning on doing this for Friday. So if you guys are out there and if the Squad Squad... <laughs> Uh, represents, um, if there's enough of you that submit things, like audio clips or messages or whatever, that even if you just want me to read a message to them on the air, send that to me too. Please, send me all the things. Um, and if I get enough messages and if I get enough, you know, memories and stuff like that, I will do the show because I don't want it to just be me. I want this to be a collaborative effort and I, I think it's something that they deserve. Um, I said it today on my own personal Twitter that um, the Riot Squad is my favorite faction um, since Team Extreme, and that that's going way, way back. Um, you know, like, I know everyone's still heartbroken over the shield, but for me, the Riot Squad is like the shield for me. And I know that might be silly to some of you, but it is what it is. So like I said, if you're out there, and if you're like me, and if you're heartbroken over this Riot Squad split, and you want to give them a a uh, a proper farewell, let me know, and uh, I will get you guys on the show. Uh, that being said, I'm going to wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, all eight of you, because apparently I have eight consecutive listeners. So if you're out there, and if you're one of the eight, thank you so much. And as always, if you want to follow uh, my 
wrestling shenanigans and my wrestling commentary outside of this podcast, follow me at GreatLove91. Again, same thing on Twitter, on Instagram. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about it. Wrestling is my favorite pastime. And, yeah, you guys take care. You have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Enjoy Monday Night Raw. Stay safe. Stay happy. But most importantly, stay addicted to the squared circle. Take care, guys.